Thank you, worship team. Please give them a hand. Thanks, KB. Really, really appreciate that. Sometimes when we intend a moments like that where I think, oh, Lord, help me, how am I going to preach this? Because honestly, I'll just stay right there. Um, I can't wait for an evening when God just comes in. And, you know, I'm very open for that where the power of the Holy Spirit is so strong in a place that you will not be able to take the offering or not be able to preach. And we all just be under the presence of the Lord in a very, very strong way. Anyway, I am going to preach now, okay? So, yeah, listen, so I'm going to start off with saying that, you know, for this term, we've been going through the Disciples' Quest, and um, as I preach tonight, I really am trusting the Holy Spirit to help me, because I'm going to touch on things that we don't normally hear anymore nowadays, unless you um, really sit and talk and ask, you know, going to deep I don't know, nowadays people call it deep, deep theology, where it's actually common things for everybody that we're supposed to move in the spiritual realm. And that's what I'm going to touch on tonight, because I'm preaching from the book of Ephesians 6. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the book of Ephesians 6? Thank you. Yeah, rock sleeping. So, <laughs> thanks, Gaby. Rock sleeping. He's, he mentioned everything in the car like this on the way here. I think they did it in Bible Sunday school two Sundays ago or so, so he was mentioning it. Yes, it does say that. That's the second part of Ephesians 6. But what's interesting, it, it starts with children obey your parents. And I checked up, where's Rogerio? Wait, is he out? Okay. Oh, sorry. Rogerio asked obey or honor, and it does say obey. So I just double-checked on that. Yeah, oh, there he is. Cool, so it's good. Okay, <laughs> double-checked for you. Children, obey your parents so that you, so it may go well with you and you may have a long life. And then it goes on to say, I don't want to read the first part, but I want to make you aware that there is a first part in the book of Ephesians 6, okay? So that it's not just the armor of God, because that's somewhere where I'm going to tap in tonight. I said to Olivia earlier today, it feels like when I think of the armor of God and when I start thinking about the spiritual realm and, and how we move and operate in the spiritual realm from the natural realm, I get excited, so I'm, I'm trying to not jump the gun very far. Okay, so first part, Paul speaks about this, and he brings in a lot of relationship, relational things into, into the context where he speaks to the, the servants saying, listen, you need to obey your masters. You need to do what they tell you. Work for your masters as if you're working for me. So that was very cool. When I, when I read that part, I thought, wow, that is really nice. Every job we do nowadays, sometimes I'm happy about the word that came out when Sam spoke because you might feel I'm doing the same job, the same place, but maybe just tonight, just with what was shared there and the thing that's happening now, that, sorry, <laughs> hmm? okay, so yeah, so what happens is, with that, I hope and trust that tonight that there will be something that turns in your heart as you hear this, that maybe at your workplace tonight, tomorrow you go back and you think, I'm going to work as if I'm working for the Lord. And in that, I will find more fulfillment. Maybe that God will use to do something new within you and at your workplace. So Paul goes on and he speaks about that and he continues 
And he says also to the, um, the masters that you must treat your servants fairly and be nice to them, you know. And then he says to the parents, the fathers, don't aggravate your children or make them angry so that they rebel, 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 rebel against you. Sorry, Afrikaans, English, hectic. So yeah, so do this. And Paul goes through all these relational things. So he takes everything because it's the last chapter of Ephesians. Everything he pulls in together. But then he goes and he says this, and this is where I want to pick up. You must know that it's always important to know that wherever we go and speak about these things, what I'm going to go into now, yes, it will be knowledge for us, but everything we do is to the glory of Jesus. I can tell you so much things. We could, like Paul said, you can speak in tongues forever, but if it doesn't exalt Jesus, if it's not in love, then it means nothing. So everything we do, even tonight, as I go and I speak about the armor of God, the spiritual realm and how it operates, it goes about us coming closer to Jesus and coming to know him more so that we can give him to the world. So let's go into it. If you want to open your devices, that's funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> so we start in Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be... Okay, I'm reading from the Old King James Version for those really technical guys. Hmm? New King James, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Thanks. Olivia's here tonight. She's really helping. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put, uh, sorry, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's verse 10. This is very important to know that we withstand the devil, the wiles of the devil. The New King James, we have got different words. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So I want to stop there and I want to say it is important to know that we are in a battle. The moment you become a Christian, you step into a battle. You don't have a choice, unfortunately. When you're not a Christian, when you have not yet accepted Jesus as your King and Savior, you just go through life. I'm not going to use a movie. Sorry. You just go through life. But the moment you say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my king and savior, your spirit becomes alive and you are in a battle. This is what Paul is speaking about here. And he's very clear to say the battle is not against flesh and blood. Olivia's grandpa always used to say, consider the source. Because when I speak to someone in front of me, some, they might be nasty to me or whatever, but I need to consider the source behind the person because the battle is not here. The battle is in the spiritual realm. So we need to find out and make sure tonight, and I want to make it clear, and I trust that the Holy Spirit will help us. You see, the other thing, before I carry on, what I also want to say, sometimes when we pray, it's when we have faith. <laughs> Let me ask this. Who has seen Jesus face to face? In a physical form. None of us. But we have faith in Jesus. And it's the same with this. We might pray and do things and operate in the physical realm. And we might not always see that things happen in the spiritual realm. 
But we have faith in Jesus and because of his word and what he says that things do happen in the spiritual realm. And it's the same. So we need to make clear tonight that there is a spiritual realm around us that's functioning, that we're not just here on earth. I said to the guys in the pre-service prayer, I said to them, we became numb with the new movies. We became numb when we see like things like Avengers, you know? That's just, ooh, it turns into something. It's something we see in the physical and that's, we don't realize there's actual battles happening continuously in the spiritual realm. And I, I thought to go to a, a passage in the Bible. Um, yeah, I want to read this to you, and I want to, from this passage, come back to Ephesians a bit later. It's in Daniel, the book of Daniel, Daniel 10. So if you want to open your devices there, you're welcome. But I'm just going to read a short bit of it. It is important for me tonight, and I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to clearly show you that there are things happening in the spiritual realm and how even today still, the spiritual realm is pretty much real. And we might just be going through things and see things in the natural realm. I go to work, I come back from work, I go and train, I come back, I sit and watch series with my kids and we think we're just going through the motions. But in actual fact, there's so many things happening beyond that in what we cannot see. Listen to this. I'm going to also, it's also verse 10. It's very funny. So, yeah, Daniel 10, verse 10, it says, Suddenly a hand touched me. So, an angel came to Daniel and touched him on his shoulder. A hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on my palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man of greatly beloved, understand that the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While I was speaking this word to, sorry, while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. So an angel appeared to Daniel and he said, listen, buddy, stand up. I need to speak to you. There's a word I need to give to you. He was trembling when he sees this. Anybody saw angels lately? Okay, let's go for it. Then he said, then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. So we see here Daniel prayed, God heard his words, and the angel came to give him the message. Okay, but listen to this. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came and, oh, sorry, one of the yeah, chief princes came to help me, for I've been left alone there with the kings of Persia. What do we see in this passage? Daniel was praying, God heard his prayer, and an angel came to give him the message, but the angel was hindered by spiritual forces. And um, what I realized in this while I was studying it up and starting to read about it again, see, uh, it's sometimes, I'm sorry, I'm trying to bring you in with me because when I come and preach, I'm usually a week and a half to two weeks already into what I'm telling you. So I need to really pull back and try and get you with me and to make you understand that this is what God has been doing in the sermon for me so that you will understand where I'm at. So what happened was this, so here's Daniel, he's busy praying, the angel comes, and I see in this that there's order in the spiritual realm. There's order with the spiritual realm, the demons know their place, the angels know their place, 
There was an angel messenger coming to Daniel to give him a message, and he could not withstand the prince of Persia, the, the strong man, if you want to call it that. I also thought that if you want to afterwards speak to me a bit more about these things, you're welcome to come take my number. I love talking about this. If there's things that you do not understand, it is very important, okay? So I'm open for that. So here we see that the angel could not get to Daniel because he had resistance. There was resistance in the spiritual realm. And because of that, another angel, the angel Michael, who we also hear later, Michael was one of the angels that's a warring angel, um, in the book of Jude, if you go and read there, one of the cross-references, Michael was the angel that came against Satan when Satan wanted to keep Moses' body. Did you know that story? How cool is that? They, the two of them were fighting about Moses' body. And Michael said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. Not even the angels with the authority of God can just come and grab and do things. They say, I come to you in the name of the Lord. And then the devil needs to let go. So Michael came and he said, listen, we need to take away the resistance because this guy needs to get his message. And that is exactly what happened here. So I see order. I see, I see how the demons know their order. I see how the angels know their order. And while I was preparing this, I thought to myself, and maybe someone here tonight needs to hear this. I was standing and as I'm preparing this and I'm thinking, wow. God hears my prayers like this because according to this, the prayers were heard instantly. Maybe there's some messages that hasn't come through to me yet because of principalities and forces beyond me in the spiritual realm that's blocking the messages for now. And I have to be patient in the physical realm to know that God will come through and I will get the messages. But the way I'm patient in the physical realm is by prayer and supplication. Is that the right word? Prayer and fasting. This is how I need to respond and stay in the physical realm. And then what I really like is if we carry on from there, it says, so prayer and fasting affects the outcome of our situations. Daniel was waiting and he was waiting while he was praying and fasting, waiting for patiently for the message to come to him. Then the other thing is, prayer and fasting puts the angels into action. So when I pray and when I fast, I put angels into action in the spiritual realm. I sometimes, man, I, I really, really, this is one of my, I was standing tonight and I, I was just hoping, God, somehow that we will just have such a sense of the openness of the spiritual realm tonight. And I'm really praying that the Holy Spirit will Waken something inside of you so that you will start thinking, not just in the physical realm, but even see angels or even just be open. Let God use your imagination. Um, I was going to tell the story right at the end of my sermon, but I think it's amp now to tell it. When we studied angelology um, here at Hatfield, this was 98, 99 I can't remember if it was 99, but what happened was Pastor Jack was doing the subject with us, and he said, listen, guys, we can ask God anything, right? So let's all sit dead quiet, get a space. It was up there in, um, in the middle part of the, of, um, in the lecture halls. Get a space, sit down, and let's ask the Lord to reveal angels to us, to show us angels. So we all sat there, and it was cool. And I still remember it clear as daylight. So after about five minutes, he broke the silence and he says, so what did you see? 
So some said this, some said that. And I said, you know what? I saw above the door there was windows. And I saw angels walk. They were so big. But I saw two angels walk there. And someone else started, you know, like when people sometimes get excited, they jump up and down. So someone was jumping up and down on that side. I'm like, okay, just interrupt me while I'm talking. They said, you don't understand. I saw those exact angels. This is how they look. And as that person starts saying this, someone else said, but I saw angels here and there. And in the room, we were about 20, 25 people in the class. People started saying where they saw angels on the premises and confirming how they looked. So it's not just one person that saw it. It's a couple that saw the same angels. Isn't that amazing? It's really cool. And that, that is how real the spiritual realm is. It is really, really cool. I want to say this, and I'm going to tell another story. Due to the sin in the nation, and this is where I want to touch a bit. You know when you need to know your enemy? You cannot just fight and not know your enemy. There's, there's, there's a lot of tact in knowing your enemy. When people go in, we've been watching this one story um, series on, on seals, how they practice before the time, before they even go into the enemy's, enemy's country. They've already acted out everything. So here's the thing. What happens? When... We in a situation, in Pretoria, for example, I'm going to use this as an example, sometimes sin in an area or sin in a nation or because of someone sinning, it causes and gives right to the demons to operate in that area, right? So here's the other thing I always heard is Satan only has so much authority in my life that I give him. That's the amount of authority that he has in my life. So if I give him the authority, so sometimes I might be doing something sinful continuously and deliberately. And that opens a door for a stronghold in my life because the demons operate in order. So he will come and latch on to whatever sin there is because I'm giving him right in that area. So whether there's sin in the area, whether there's sin in the nation, it's giving some of the demons rights to operate. But now here's the other thing that I want to make very, very clear. All spiritual warfare today is victorious in Jesus Christ and because of Jesus Christ. Amen? So that's why when I move, and I'm going to get to that now, now, when I move, I do things the way I move in the physical realm makes things move in the spiritual realm. Okay? So here's the other thing, another story, quick story. We went away with the pastor's retreat to a place in Pumalanga. And um, as we drove, beautiful place, nice lodge, everything, could fish, loved it. Anyway, so we get to this place. We, I love fishing. Sorry. Yes, I really. Conway? Mm. Yeah. Conway and I have got a special spot. But anyway, so what happened was, as we drove into this place, beautiful countryside, mountains, everything nice, I felt uncomfortable in my spirit. We got into the houses, and you know, sometimes my friend used to say this, there's a different fear that come over you on a game farm than in the city when it's dark. You just feel, you, it's really dark. But anyway, <laughs> the, guys who, the guys who hunt, they will know. But so we at this place, and the whole time I've got this uncomfortable fear inside of me, and I'm starting to say, Lord, where does this come from? So we carry on, and the one night, it was about the second night we were there, I walked past the window. So now at lodges, you don't close your curtains, right? And I walked past the one window, and as I looked at the window, I looked and I looked again, and at the window, 
I saw one of these, I don't, they don't call them witch doctors, but it's one of these, you know, those, those Hindu guys that's like the spiritual oaks that paints themselves white, you know, like looks like Akwetni. Mm, I don't know how to explain it, like, mm, one of the, mm, <laughs> where's the name? <laughs> one of the wizards type of guys. But anyway, they, they really like, they the go-to guys if you seriously want a demon to talk to you, those guys. Okay, so anyway, so I saw one of these oaks, an Indian, standing out the window. And I'm thinking, this is not real, but he looked so real. So I just left it, you know. <laughs> I knew he wasn't real, but I saw him, and I carried on walking. You see, because sometimes in the area, witch doctors operate there. As he tokolosi, you know. So the other day on Facebook, we saw the tokolosi on a picture. Someone tried to make him. It was very funny. Um, you've got lodges, spiritual lodges that operate in areas. And in that areas, then, it becomes a stronghold. So now I see this oak. And I'm thinking, okay, so I don't know why I see him. So I, we didn't have much signal. So I Googled as I came back. I brought the pastors back, and then the rest of um, our families, our team stayed behind. And as our team stayed behind, um, I fetched the families, the wives and the kids came with. As they got to the lodge, I was busy Googling, you know, this, this whole scenario, this area, Mpumalanga and this specific area. And, um, excuse me. Rock, when he got there that night, he was sick as a dog, man. Yeah, he was just, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, you have kids, you'll know. When your child's sick in the middle of the night, it's not a nice thing. You're awake a lot. But anyway, so he's sick. And I said to Olivia, but this, there must be something here. So I got signal again and I googled. And guess what? In this area, in Mpumalanga, years ago, like in years ago, there came Indians through Zimbabwe, through Africa, and they came there with some of the Africans. And some of these rock formations that they have where they keep the cattle inside, if you take aerial shots, you find that some of those rock formations in the area aren't for the cows. It's temples for the Indians to worship. And when I realized that, I'm like, whoa, this is it. That's the stronghold. And I wasn't, so there wasn't, I knew what I was dealing with, and I could come against it. Because I don't want to go into depth tonight that, you know, when this guy does all the wrong things with the ladies, you know, you bind a spirit of lust. Or this guy just can't leave a bottle alone, you know, it's <laughs> of not cool drink. I'm talking about alcohol. You know, he can't leave this bottle alone. You know, you come against the spirit of addiction or whatever. I, I don't want to get into too much of that. But I realized then that there is, this is the spirit. God showed me this is the spirit that was operating. And I could come against it because, because of Jesus Christ, we are victorious in the spiritual realm today. So, yeah, so with that story, I believe, fully believe, that the word of God is God-breathed, breathed, breathed, sorry, says it in Timothy. And that every word in the word of God is true. And if I read it and I see, okay, but now there's a spiritual realm and I am in battle. How do I, in today's terms, and how do I move in the physical and shift things in the spiritual? Because we don't always see things happen in the spiritual. You pray and you just, here's something else I thought of. Sometimes we say, I pray and it feels like I'm praying against the ceiling, Right? What if you're not praying against the ceiling, God is hearing you, it's because of the 
things that's trying to come from the top, the message that comes from the top and the resistance from the bottom that's causing it not to come through. Because we cannot always see what happens in the spiritual realm. So here's the thing. I want to move into the armor of God. What does it mean for us today and how do we operate in the physical realm to activate the spiritual realm? And I want to again say, when I activate the spiritual realm, it's by faith. I don't have to see it. I need to know it. I did something and it's by faith. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to read from verse 13 to 17 of Ephesians. And it says the following. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Not just one piece, the whole armor. So the armor of God's light, okay? You're going to be able to move. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. It says so many times that we must stand. It says it, if I just count quickly, one, two, three, four, five times, it says stand. Take up the armor of God and stand. Verse 14, there it goes. Therefore, stand, therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which, the, which is the word of God. I quickly thought of this and I thought, you know what, belt of truth? We need to know the truth. We need to speak the truth in love. We need to always speak the truth. And we need to be authentic in our speech. When I do the truth. But it's, the truth is Jesus Christ in all situations. So when I just say speak the truth, I'm not saying that you must never lie. I'm saying in all situations, speak the truth. Know the truth. And Jesus Christ is the truth, the light, and the way. Then if we go on, chest, uh, yeah, the breastplate of righteousness. In another translation, it says the chest protection of right living. Isn't that nice? Right living. Live right have integrity. That's a way how we activate the spiritual realm. You see, sometimes I see it this way. We spirit, soul, and body, right? When I'm born again, I'm spirit, soul, and body. There's a heaven, there's a hell, there's an earth. It's God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it's three, three, three. It's all these things, how they operate. And how I see it is when I move in these things with the armor of God, I need to consciously every day have these things in my life. That's when wherever I walk, I shift the spiritual realm. But I shift it without me even knowing it because I'm doing a principle here on earth. When I live in principle, things shift in the spiritual realm because in the spiritual realm, there's order. Okay, good news on your feet. Think on your feet. I like that thought. The good news on your feet. Bring good news in all situations. Be ready at all times to be able to give the good news of Jesus Christ to everybody. Because he is the good news and he's the only one that can give us hope. Shield of faith. I love this. You see, the shield protects you. The shield can withstand impact. And the shield can also force away. He can force things to a different direction. So when I think I have a shield of faith, faith is the essence of my being. That is who I am. So I carry the shield of faith. Helmet of salvation, guard your mind, renew your mind daily. 
And then the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. That is so important to know the Word of God. And then in verse 18, it says the following, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So what he basically says is, at all times, be prayerful. I like that. I really like that one saying that today I might not have time or might not have, not have had time to spend an hour with God, but I did not go one hour without praying. I really like that. Praying all the time, all the time. Stand against everything. When I started this whole, I'm closing down. When I started the sermon, I said to Olivia, because I, I, I like to hear what people think of things and how they um, thoughts are around these things before I, you know, preach and where the people are at. So I said to Olivia, what's the difference? What, what is, you know, spiritual warfare for you? And she said to me, here's the question. What's the difference between prayer and spiritual warfare? So I had a long think about it because, like I said, I did start it about a week and a half, two weeks ago on this. And I came to this. When I pray, because it says they pray all the time. When I pray, I come to the Father in relationship because that's prayer. I come to the Father in relationship. Spiritual warfare is when I'm with the Father, hearing what the Father says, I now go against whatever is on this side that's evil, that's not from the Father, and I go against it with the Father. That for me is spiritual warfare. It's I'm praying, that's the difference. So I'm praying to the Father, and with the Father I hear, listen, listen, this, mm -mm, not a good thing. Okay, but now I can move in the spiritual realm because of Jesus Christ, I am in war. And now I can take the shield of faith because it's strong and it can withstand things. And now I can move against whatever is on this side and I can gain ground and gain ground. Why? I have got the backing of the Father behind me. I've got the backing of all the angels behind me. I am victorious because of Christ Jesus in me. So now I can really move from there and gain ground into whatever battle I'm in because of who I am in Christ Jesus. Amen? So tonight I want to leave that with you. I want to really, really trust that the Lord will help all of us I didn't go into, there's so much more we can get out of the book of Ephesians and with, with the spiritual realms and all these things. But I just thought, let's just leave it at that for tonight. I didn't want to delve too much you know, into, into all the major theology things, but just so that you become really aware that you know what, I know you might find yourself in a situation here on earth that seems so detrimental, that seems so hopeless. But if you put on the armor of God, those things that he speaks about, then you start activating and moving and shifting the spiritual realm. And God can come and change any situation around you because of Jesus Christ, who is our hope and glory. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father God, my one prayer for tonight that I want to leave with the people is this that like you in the Bible in that story with Elijah and his servant 
where Elijah stood there and the servant said, there's so many people coming against us. And Elijah said, oh Lord, please open his eyes so that he might see what I see. And his servant saw all the army of angels around this army coming against him. That is my prayer for the people tonight, Lord. That we will, in so many ways, around every corner, see and find you. And in that, we will move and operate in the spiritual realm, knowing our place in Christ Jesus. I pray, Lord, that whatever we face coming in the next weeks, what we know we have to face tomorrow, some of us might be going, I don't like to go to bed tonight because I know what's waiting for me tomorrow when I wake up. Father, I pray that for those brothers and sisters of ours, that you will lay a seed in their heart tonight, that either the, the breastplate of righteousness need to shine more in their lives or they need to put on the helmet of salvation more often. But I pray, Father, that we will start wearing your armor all day, every day, because your word says then we can withstand the battle because our battle is not against flesh and blood but against the principalities in the air. Help us, Lord, to understand these things, to understand your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.